and welcome to Carbolite Conversations. This is Francis Harry. 2023 is a very special year for all Carmelites and for the whole church and the whole world. Do you know why? It's because we are celebrating the 150th anniversary of the birth of our dear St. Therese, the Little Flower. It's also the 100th anniversary of her beatification. In 2025, we will be celebrating the 100th anniversary of her canonization. It is no surprise to us that Pope Pius X prophetically called St. Therese the greatest saint of modern times. She continues to be a topic of conversations, of new books, of homilies and presentations. Um, Her statue is in churches throughout the world. We hear testimonies of people being influenced by Therese all the time. So there's no doubt that she is spending her heaven by doing good on earth. In this Carmelite conversation, Deacon Rusty Baldwin, who is a Discalced Carmelite, secular in the order um, in Dayton, Ohio, he's going to talk about how we can use our gifts and how St. Therese used her gifts to make a spiritual bouquet for the Lord. When you think of all the things that we do, some are major, but most are very little and maybe insignificant unless we do them with great love. Because we know, as St. Therese said, if you pick up a pencil with great love, it makes a big difference. So let us listen to Deacon Baldwin as he talks to us about um, St. Therese and how to use our gifts. As you all know, we are in a very special jubilee year for all Carmelites and the whole world. On the solemnity of the Epiphany, January 8, 2023, the holy door of the St. Therese Basilica in Lisieux was opened to celebrate the 150th anniversary of the birth of St. Therese and the 100th anniversary of her beatification. She was canonized two years later. At her canonization, Pope Pius XI called her the greatest saint of modern times. The motto of this Jubilee year is taken from the last words of her autobiography, The Story of a Soul, which are with confidence and love. Our little flower wanted to imitate what she called the loving audacity of Mary Magdalene, who threw herself with confidence and love into Jesus' loving arms. The little flower also knew our Lord is captivated by the loving audacity of his children and would not refuse her either. However sinful and inadequate she considered herself and her gifts to be. And when we consider the myriad of different gifts our Lord has blessed each one of us with, it's hard not to think about how this corresponds to different flowers that make up a bouquet, especially when you put this in the context of St. Therese of Lisieux, the little flower. But whether we know it or not, 
or perhaps for most of us, whether we believe it or not. Each one of us have gifts we have been given by God to both glorify him and to build up the body of Christ. Each gift that we offer individually is a flower in the spiritual bouquet that our community offers to God, if indeed our flower is in the bouquet. For so many times we do not add our flowers to this bouquet out of some false sense of humility. God forbid this absence would be due to indifference or what would be even more unfortunate out of envy that we think our flower is not as beautiful, colorful, prominent, or whatever as someone else's. What is this but the most pitiful form of pride? Something that the parables of our Lord specifically enjoin us against. These parables are so familiar to us that mentioning them is enough. The parable of the talents. Putting our light under a bushel. And the oil in the ten virgins' lamps. In the letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul asks us if we are all apostles, if we are all teachers, if all of us speak in tongues. These are all good things, he assures us, but these are not what we should concentrate on. Rather, we should speak, or we should seek out, rather, the spiritual gifts. In other words, don't do, be. That is, don't seek to do things for God. Seek to be someone for God. Being is the end. Doing is the means. We tend to focus on doing rather than being, but that's backwards. If we seek to be who God wants us to be, then doing will come naturally along the way. If we focus on doing, the being may never come to pass. And as if to leave no doubt to the truth of this principle, St. Paul then tells us that there is an even more excellent way. The way of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not seek its own way, and so on. Could there be a more excellent example of St. Paul's teaching than what we see lived out in St. Therese? Even more, is she not the very embodiment of this teaching? For St. Therese put first things first. She laid her gifts at the feet of our Lord and bid him to do with them as he pleased, fully knowing how poor an offering they were compared to some, to say nothing of our Lord's sacrifice on the cross. She was but a young woman when she entered Carmel, but instead of lamenting the poorness and inadequacy of her gifts, her littleness, she rejoiced in it. For young though she was, she knew that the littleness pleased her Lord. Her littleness was the very thing he needed to manifest his glory through her. And as a result, we have her little way. Being little, 
yet doing all things, the great but most especially the small, with great love, as if to the Lord. And the life of the little flower testifies to the excellence of this little way. The nun who on but a single occasion traveled outside the area of her hometown of Lesseux is the patron saint of missionaries in whose number she longed to be counted. But even more than longing to be a missionary was her longing and joy to do God's will. She would remain little her entire life. Little But what saint is more beloved and admired than St. Therese? In a homily, Pope Benedict XVI once explained that service, not greatness, is the key to the Christian journey. The Holy Father said, God's logic is always other with respect to our own. For this reason, he continues, Following the Lord always requires a profound conversion on the part of man, a change in his or her way of thinking and living. It requires openness of heart in order to listen and allow oneself to be enlightened and transformed from within. A key point in which God and man are different is pride. God, the Pope continued, has no pride because he is absolute fullness and is completely given to love and the giving of life. In us, on the other hand, pride is deeply rooted and requires constant vigilance and purification. We who are small desire to appear great, to be the first, while God does not fear to humble himself and make himself the last. Some some among us may indeed be called to do great things, but all of us in this community are called to do one thing, to be humble, to place our gifts at the Lord's feet for him to do with as he pleases. For whether he uses us for something great in the eyes of the world or does not, To put it bluntly, is none of our business. Our business is to be holy, to love God and neighbor. Our business is to abide in his will. Our business is to put our gifts at the service of others and at the service of this community. The rest we leave to God. Left to God, as the greatest saint of modern times said, in confidence and love.